the next episode of Nerd Clicks and Chill will start in three, two, one, zero. Hey everybody, this is Nick. And this is Carrie. And we are Nerd Flicks and Chill, and today is very exciting because we finally got the first trailer for the fourth Avengers movie. We've all been waiting a long, long time, or so it seems, uh, but we, today we got the title and we got the trailer. Uh, Carrie, before we get into our reactions and thoughts on the trailer, first of all, where are you and... You have a very special guest joining us. I do. I am currently in Brussels, Belgium. I know I had mentioned that on our last episode, but I am now here. And uh, yes, I have a very special guest with us, a fellow puppeteer uh, with me on the Walking with Dinosaurs European Tour. I have Mr. Ed May. Hi there. Thank you so, le- so much for letting me be here. I appreciate it. Yeah, of this course. It's a huge honor. Yeah. yeah, I've yeah, been wanting welcome. to have somebody from the show come and join us, and Ed is uh, my resident comic geek. We go to Forbidden it's Planet true. stores all over the UK together. That is true, yeah. I think we've hit every we've single hit one. We've hit every single Forbidden Planet in the UK. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so, Ed, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, okay, well, um, puppeteer. been a puppeteer for over 20-ish years now. Been doing Walking with Dinosaurs about uh, 10 years off and on. And, yeah, and been a nerd all my life. <laughs> but you've done then some... you're in the right place. Yeah, you're definitely I'm amongst right my place. people. Yes. <laughs> One of us. One of us. <laughs> but you've done some pretty well-known stuff, other than just Walking with Dinosaurs. Yeah, I worked on Muppets from Space, the Muppet film, yeah. and worked on Elmo's Adventures in Grouchland. Yeah. And then I've done a couple of... Uh, Stints on the Maypies, Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. Yay! And that was kind of cool and kind of cold and kind of wet, but still kind of cool. And uh, yeah, I did a few hints and things here and there and then have my own company and then done a lot of live performances. And then, of course, Walking with Dinosaurs is the biggest thing I've ever done, as in terms of large puppets. And you're with me. And I get to be with Carrie Klein. That's the biggie. That is the biggie. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. It's good to have you. Uh, I'm so glad to be here. Talk about this, uh, this trailer, um, because, you know, on one hand, I think this is a teaser that shows us, uh, a little, but I do think there are some big things hidden in there. So just to kind of get both of your thoughts initially, uh, what did you think? Does this whet your appetite for this film? Guests go first, Ed. Oh, you're very kind. Um, you know what? I told, she asked me earlier, I watched the film, or watched the trailer, trailer earlier, and I said, I'm gonna see it. I mean, <laughs> there's, it's a given, I'm going to see the film. I've seen every single Marvel film, and I saw the first of, or the, uh, the last Avengers film, so I'm definitely gonna see this for the other one. Um, really interesting, you know, we were talking earlier, what is the timeline here? Is this taking place several years after the last film, or just a few days, or, you know, where does this fit in? So, a lot of unanswered questions, um, which is, which is good which for is, a teaser. Which is good. Exactly. For a teaser, it's what you want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's glad to see the people are getting together. And, and, you know, I remember the old Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity Gauntlet comics, so I kind of know what they did. And I want to see how, how close does this film go along with that comic. And it may not at all. And I'm okay with that. I was telling earlier tonight, I think the Marvel films have done a great job about staying true to the Marvel characters and the Marvel storylines, but not mimic them, mimicking them exactly. And right. I think they've done a great job with sort of, you know, making it their own sort of uh, their own thing. So, well, I think That's that might point. be I think that might be interesting to talk about because I'm not familiar with the comics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so 
I only know the movie versions of them. I I know a little tiny bit about the comics, but I don't really I don't know what they did with Infinity War and mm-hmm. all what actually happened in the comic to yeah. see if did you see hints of that in this trailer at all? You know what? I think this trailer being in game and sort of how they seem to be setting this whole thing up, I think it's going to be very different than the comic mm. because the comic was a six issue limited edition series yeah. that they had been building up to for a long time, like they have in the Marvel films. Yeah, you know we've seen the Infinity Gem show up in Doctor Strange and in Thor and various things like that in the Avengers films. Um, so it's been a long time coming for that, and same kind of thing in the Marvel universe. The Infinity Gem was around for decades before they actually made the Infinity Gauntlet storyline. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I think this last film of the Avengers is going to go in a very different direction. Um, they've also created different dynamics between the characters. There was not the falling out to this level between Captain America and Iron Man that mm. there was in the comics. Um, they worked together a whole lot more. Um, and and so, I, I yeah, I think this is going to be its own its own thing. You can maybe, if you went back and read the old Infinity Gauntlet comics, you get some inkling of what's going to happen. Uh, we all know at the end, Thanos is going to be defeated. <laughs> you know, of course. It's, it's, everybody's going to be back, except for maybe a few people who sacrifice themselves to sort of make everything right. But I, th- you know, at the end, I think it's going to work out. But yeah, I, I think this is really going to be its own kind of thing. Mm. But one, there was a—I just remember very vividly there was a big battle royale with all the heroes and Thanos that took place in the comic. They said, "Okay, hey, you're so powerful. You think you're so bad. You have omniscience. Get rid of the omniscience and let us fight you." And they had this plan where they were going to try to use his lack of omniscience to, to defeat him. And one of their one of their aces in the hole was the Silver Surfer which is a character that's been around since the 60s, mm. uh, Herald of Galactus, which is the world leader. And he was, you know, rode a surfboard and can you know, move at light speed sort of right. thing. And they're fighting. And eventually Captain America, who has no powers, faces off against Thanos. Is like, you know, hey, I'm willing to take you on. I'll just take you on man to man. And Thanos is like, this is really impressive. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> And he raises his hand. And as that happens, the Silver Surfer, like half a galaxy away, takes off. And he's going to try to grab the Infinity Gauntlet away from Thanos, and he misses. And they're like, uh. "Well, and the and the great thing is in the comic, Thanos is like looking at the departing Silver Surfer and like you know this incredulous look in his face, and Captain America still punches him in the face. Yeah, which is ridiculous. What's going to happen? That's that's sort of Captain America. What Captain America do? Um, I had to point to this. I forgot what. Anyway, I don't think that's going to happen in the movie. <laughs> what I'm to say. I don't think that's going to happen in the movie. Yeah. But I think something like that is going to happen in the movie. In the fact that I think Captain America is going to go like go above and beyond. I think Iron Man's going to go, go above and beyond. And I think at the end they're going to be sort of since they're sort of the heroes that started the Marvel universe. Yeah. I think this is Endgame. I think it's very much they're going to be the people who sort of wrap up this phase that's, of the Marvel universe. We've we've kind of talked about that. We- we we have a theory, and we we've mentioned that a couple times that we we kind of think this might be the end for Iron Man and and Captain America. But Nick, you mentioned that you saw a lot of little nuggets in this trailer. What are your thoughts on the trailer? Yeah, so um, I thought this trailer is is a very strong kind of tease. It leaves you guessing a little bit, uh, but it, I think it does reveal a few kind of big things about this story. However, with that caveat, just under the caveat that the Russo brothers are known to manipulate trailers. Yeah, uh, they did so with Infinity War. Um, you know, so that's that's something that we always have to keep in mind. 
But there's a couple things that I wanted to talk about that are specific to this trailer. One is the title Endgame. Now, there had been some stories that had been circulating that the title was Annihilation, and then there had been some uh, stories circulating that there was, you know, some last-minute changes to the title, but they settled on Endgame, and I think Endgame's actually a perfect title. And people will immediately think back to Infinity War, and they think back to Doctor Strange saying, we're in the Endgame now. Mm. True. But the the phrase Endgame came up once before in the Marvel Universe, and that is in Avengers Age of Ultron. And when they're asking Tony Stark about why he created Ultron, mm. he points up to the sky and he says, up there, that's the Endgame. How were any of you planning on defeating that? And that's when Steve Rogers says to him, together. Mm. And then uh. Tony says, well, we'll lose. And Steve says, we'll do that together, too. So what I like about the title is it has a little bit of cohesiveness there. Because if you go back to our initial review of Infinity War, one of my thoughts on that is the reason the Avengers lose, the reason why Thanos beats them, is they don't work together. Right. If you go back and watch that film... The, 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 you know, the, the, the core three of the Avengers, the Cap Thor Iron Man stories, uh, in Infinity War, they're all separate. They all have their own plans. They never work together at all. That's why they lose. And the phrase Endgame ties to that scene in Ultron where they talk about having to work together to be successful. So I actually think the title is a really great title. Well, and that's mm. one of the things that Marvel has done so well. I mean, I, 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 always say this whenever we talk about Marvel is just how good they are at weaving their stories and keeping everything uh, as you just mentioned as as being cohesive they are so good at that and uh, I think that's a brilliant observation on your part I think that's really really good um, another thing that I wanted to mention here too and, and Ed you might be better to uh, kind of explain this a little bit but I think there are two pieces of uh, kind of critical comic book imagery in here. One is the Thanos armor scarecrow that mm -hmm. we see in the trailer. Mm -hmm. And then the second one is Hawkeye and his new character that he appears to be playing, uh, mm -hmm. Clint Barton, in this uh, new film. Can you elaborate on those a little bit? A little bit. I know at the very end of Affinity Gauntlet, when they sort of – at the end of Affinity Gauntlet, they kind of um, – <sighs> They kind of convinced Thanos that he didn't need to be all-powerful. In the comics, Thanos is a worshiper and lover of death. And so he's trying and, – and, of course, in Marvel Comics, death is an actual physical anthropomorphic character. So he was trying to woo death to be his mistress, lover, companion, something like that. And they eventually convinced him that was not a good idea. And Thanos gave up the whole idea of being a conqueror and took his armor, his outfit, and put it on a scarecrow. So seeing that in the trailer is really significant. It really really is a sort of a throwback to the comic. Um, the character of Ronan, or Ronan, depending on how you want to say that, is a, a sort of a newer version of, of Hawkeye. It was at a point in the comics when the Avengers were kind of outlawed. They kind of broke up. Uh, a whole lot of things happened to make that happen, but they sort of broke up as the Avengers became an underground group. And because, I, and this is best I remember, because Hawkeye really had, when he started, he was a bad guy. He was a criminal. He fought Iron Man uh, and later on became a hero. And I think to sort of... Uh, 
distance himself from that Hawkeye persona. He became Ronin. He didn't do the arrows. He did like swords and martial arts and things like that, which he's always been able to do. He just sort of focused on the bow and arrow and such mm. as that and the, and the trick arrows. So I, I liked seeing that when he, when I saw that character, I knew who it was before he took the mask off. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> They're bringing that from the comics. And that's an interesting take. And, and somebody was saying that they think he's going to play a much larger role in this film, which I would like to see him because I kind of missed him in the, in this last Avengers film. So yeah, I, I did like seeing the, uh, the Thanos armor on the scarecrow. Like I said, that was a nice callback to the, to the comic and seeing Hawkeye as Ronan, seeing him back in the film. I really ex- excited about that. And again, you know, I, I do like it when they take the comic things like that. So I, of course be, if he's going to be Hawkeye, he needs to have trick arrows and things like that. So. <laughs> right. Well, I also wonder if they're actually going to use the name Ronan because yeah. of the way that, uh, the way that, that, you know, film studios are about kind of uh, bringing names back around because mm-hmm. they've already used the name Ronan in Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm I'm curious if they would, if they're just going to drop that name completely and go mm-hmm. with all of the other aspects of the character. But it's also interesting to think of what may have forced him into that because at the last we knew, you know, Clint Barton was retired, mm-hmm. and it makes me wonder: did his family survive? The Thanos snap. And somebody, somebody mentioned that recently. We were talking about it, and they said maybe he's coming back because his family is no longer around. Yeah. And that was the reason why he was not part of the other Avengers film, because he had signed this agreement, he and Scott Lang both, to sort of yeah. be with their families and get out of the penitentiary or whatever special super prison they were in at the end of Civil War. So that's entirely possible. Maybe they're not there, and he feels like, you know, I've got to do something. Um, and, and it could also be why he's taking the other identity, because maybe they are around. Mm. But as not to be, hey, I'm Hawkeye, that's why he becomes Ronan. Because as Hawkeye, he didn't have a full face mask, and it looked like he did. Yeah. It looks like he's taking something off of his head when he's he's seen from the back. So, yeah, I'm not sure. I think either way could be very valid. And, Carrie, what did you think of the way time is displayed in this trailer? Because to me, the time portion of it is a little bit... Uh, puzzling, yeah, but in an interesting way. Yeah, there's some there's some interesting things. In fact, this is something that we were talking about before we came on air here. So, um, we see at the beginning we see Tony Stark, and he mentions the event happening four days ago, and then later on in the trailer we see Captain America who's cleanly shaven. Um, so he decided to stop and shave at some point. Um, and then we see Ant-Man, which then raises some other questions. Um, not only just time, but how did he escape the Phantom Zone or Phantom Realm? Yeah. Um, and how long was he there? The Phantom Zone? That's DC. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was going to say anything. It was like quantum a zone. Phantom Zone. The Quantum Zone. I, I always do this. Um <laughs> Um, wait, what hat am I wearing right now? Um, so yeah, the, the, uh, quantum realm and zone realm thing. Uh, how long was he there? Was, when was this? Because when you see that, uh, Black Widow and Captain America are, are seeing this, um, they're like, is this old? Is it, so that tells me that this is, must be a couple years later or something. So I, I, think we've seen multiple time periods within this teaser trailer. Definitely possible. I think that uh, one of the things we see, I mean, you talked about Tony Stark referring to the incident happening four days ago. I thought he had ran out of food and water four days ago. I think he says he ran out of food and water. We don't know how long he's on that ship with Nebula. Right. Uh, we see him by himself, but I think later in the trailer, we actually see that Nebula is on the ship with him. 
Yeah, I wasn't sure where she was exactly. Yeah. But there does seem to be something going on with time. We don't know how long Tony is on that ship. It certainly looks like he is kind of in the aftermath of it. Yeah. And then the stuff later on down the line does seem like it could be a few years later because we know it's not everybody went back to Avengers headquarters and is regrouping and coming up with a new plan. It definitely looks like there's been passage of time. Yeah. I think that's fundamentally necessary to the story. I was thinking about it in terms of like, if this movie were to pick up, you know, as everybody's leaving Wakanda and going back to Avengers headquarters to craft a new plan, that that doesn't allow for the impact of the snap and Thanos' actions right. to really play out. We need to, to live in the aftermath of it in this film. We need to kind of have some consequences. Like, I think it would be interesting if, you know, what if these characters even in this kind of post-apocalyptic hellscape that they're living in, manage to find some kind of peace. They manage to find some kind of peace within themselves, and yet they now have to try to go back and undo whatever this was. And that involves sacrifice also. I want to see that story. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, as with a perfect teaser, you're seeing it and you're, you're getting all these little nuggets you're kind of putting the pieces together, but yet then you are left with so many more questions. Mm-hmm. Because then how does, and if, how does Captain Marvel fit into this? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my big question, actually. How that's does Captain Marvel... before this one comes out, right? Yeah. Captain yeah. Marvel comes out in March, this comes out in April. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and how does she fit in? Because let's say there there have been years that have passed. So what what were the events that happened in Captain Marvel's world between getting the text message from Nick Fury yeah. to getting her into yeah. this Avengers Endgame film? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Something that also just dawned to me when you were talking about the Avengers and such like that, and... This may be a little throwaway thing, but you know they show an establishing shot or a long shot of the Avengers compound, and then you show Captain America and Black Widow talking about they're being they're in some sort of base, and then Scott Lang is knocking on the door. Hey, can you buzz me in? Are they in Avengers compound? And if they are, they were outlaws. Yeah, they were on the run. They weren't. They should not be in Avengers compound. Yeah, it was Iron Man and right. Vision and those guys. So. Has have things changed so much? They're like, okay, all's forgiven. You guys can come back. We need somebody. Is is uh, is Thunderbolt Ross gone? Yeah. He was the main one who wanted to do the superhero registration act sort of thing. So mm. is he gone? And now everybody's like, oh crap, we've got to have whatever heroes we have. We have to make sure they're on our side. So you know, that's another little possible facet of like you're saying them living with the consequences of what happened with Thanos. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's important for us to spend time in that world. Because if that's if that's an event that happened in our real world, it would be catastrophic. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be catastrophic on every level. You would see so much, you know, aftermath. And I think I want to see a little bit of that world. And I feel like we're going to. I feel like this trailer does kind of set up. We don't know how much, but I do feel like we're going to get it. And I, I, and again, that's the tricky thing for me is how does Captain Marvel work into this story? And it actually has me wondering if she ends up getting snapped away in the post credit scene of her movie. Like, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility that that happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, because talking about the consequences of of the snap, um, there's a brief shot, too, where I think it's, I think it's the Hawkeye slash Ronin character, I think, if my memory serves me correctly, after 
just seeing this trailer very briefly, where you see them standing on the street and you just see like bodies laying in the street. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's just real. I mean, it's, 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 I don't know. It's one thing. It's, but wait a minute. People that went from the snap turned into like ash. Dust, yeah. So yeah. why would there be bodies in the street? That might be, that has to be I a different know. event. Something else had to have right, happened. Yeah. Right. Plus, we see Captain America where he's cleanly shaven and he's crying. Mm-hmm. So he's crying over something else. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Maybe the fact that the last victim of Thanos' snap was his very luxurious beard. Yes, mm, the beard faded be away. <laughs> That that handsome man and that gorgeous beard that he had, it got snapped away by Thanos. That would have been amazing. His beard if, was as his everybody's own. turning to dust, yes. the hair just falls off of his face. Oh, that's it's, his beard was its own character. Well, there's kind of a an interesting kind of side angle to all of this as well. And we usually don't talk about like how some of the marketing and stuff kind of filters into this, but apparently there has been some um some some toy marketing for this next avengers film that's kind of made its way out into the internet and one of the suggestions that's out there is that maybe thanos is not the main antagonist is not the primary villain in this avengers film okay and that's a fascinating idea to me too and when you're talking about you know bodies laying in the street maybe that has some kind of tie into it hmm. so where does the toy thing come into this because there was a toy of some other antagonist that came out or no it is so apparently there is a a series of avengers like a toy line that's going to be coming out that actually show that actually has like the avengers in these um you know, in these suits, they're all wearing the same suits. And part of the, the marketing on the, um, actual thing talks about some greater threat that's, that's looming in the wake of Thanos. Hmm. hmm. And I don't know if what, you know, if that means anything or what relevance that has, but that's another kind of side possibility here that maybe there's some other thing. Because one of the things that I think Chris Hemsworth said and Chris Evans kind of alluded to it is that, you know, basically paraphrasing what they said is basically the, the fan speculation that you have no idea. Well, that they're hmm. about to blow your mind. Well, something that Ed had mentioned before that. Thanos was kind of, I guess, flirting with death or something that death was an actualized character. What if, uh, just a random thing, because I obviously don't know anything about the comics, but there was just something I thought of. What would be a greater threat to Thanos and everybody? So Thanos basically just played God, right? He snapped his fingers. Half of all the living things die. What if death is an actualized character in the movie world of Marvel gets wind, I guess, of the fact that somebody else has basically taken his job and death is like, oh, I don't think so. You're not going to take my job. You're not going to kill everything. I've, that's what I do. You've just superseded me and now death comes in. And I don't know what else, just like tears up shit or something, or that's why there would possibly be bodies in the street, or I I don't know. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. 
And Ed, I would put the question to you: mm-hmm. Is there anything in comic book lore that could that that would potentially support that idea that maybe Thanos is not the greatest threat? That's is there something that could be uh, more impactful mm. that these characters could face? Wow. Um, yeah, off the top of my head, I'm I'm really struggling to think of something. I mean, there are more powerful cosmic beings in the Marvel universe in the comics than Thanos. Um, you've got people like. Galactus, who devours entire worlds. He's a character from the Fantastic Four comics. You've got people like the Living Tribunal, who basically judges all of reality. Um, mm. Yeah, which is, I'm guessing, not an easy job. Um, you've got, and actually in the Marvel Universe, they have a character, an anthropomorphic character that called Eternity that represents the entire universe. He's a living character that Doctor Strange has talked to, and he he epitomizes the entire universe as we know it with all living things inside of it and he's an actual character with a costume and things like that so yeah so it's i mean it's entirely possible if if they're going to go down the marvel universe comic route there could be somebody much more powerful much above thanos that says i don't like what you've done or i do like what you've done or how dare you do that instead of me or things like that so that's entirely possible there's you know um there's there's abstract concepts that the Marvel Universe has taken, like chaos and order, and they've made them into actually anthropomorphic characters. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I can't say it's obviously going to be this one or that one or things like that, but it's definitely within the realm of possibility that there could be somebody beyond Thanos. Hmm. hmm. I mean, I, I will say that we have already been introduced in the MCU to a goddess of death, mm-hmm. uh, thanks to Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, I, you know, I don't know if, uh, if Hela will ever be making a comeback. We don't know if she survived after, uh, the yeah. obliteration of Asgard. Yeah. But it's also interesting to think, too, um, I wanted to talk about that opening scene. The first minute of this trailer is spent with Tony Stark in a scene that is surprisingly dark, mm. uh, revealing, and actually quite good. Yeah, it is. That's a great way to start off a trailer. It's, uh, it's, it's Tony preparing to die. Yeah. And it is, it is kind of a grim continuation of this, of this story, but it does establish a few different things with his character. Um, but you know the the interesting thing is he doesn't even know if if Pepper Potts is alive or not. Right. Right. Well, it, you know I think that's a really strong scene. Go ahead. No, it is. I was just saying it. It just it fits with the tone of how we were left from the other movie because the other mm-hmm. one you're just left with this shock and empty feeling, and here you come into this trailer. It's not going to all of a sudden be heroic. You know you're going to mm-hmm. keep that same tone and that same feeling to get you into this one it's going to start dark and then of course we assume going to the movie itself is going to build to a heroic ending mm-hmm. but um no it was it was really intense and i think um you know there's something nick that you and i have talked about what we think the fate of tony stark is going to be that we think he's ultimately going to sacrifice himself yeah, you know, he's I'm allu- leaning away from that. Well, he's alluded to it a couple times in the other movies. I, th- I think if I if I had to speculate, I think um, you know, I think it's possible that him and Cap both go absolutely, mm. but I actually think it's more likely that he survives and Cap goes because Cap is the man out of time. Mm. Right, like he doesn't have a place. Yeah. You know, I so I think that's just more likely. But I think at this point, you know, 
anything can can really happen with those characters. Absolutely. Well, and they made such a big deal about Chris Evans um, filming his last scenes as Captain America. You know, they didn't do that for um, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Right, right. I thought it was, well, another thing is... Go oh, ahead. I, just, I thought it was interesting also, the way they start the teaser trailer is with Tony Stark basically saying goodbye, he's done, and that's... Iron Man is what started the Marvel Cinematic mm-hmm. Universe. Yeah. It was the very first yeah. Marvel film. It was, was Iron Man. So I think it's important... To sort of almost book, I mean, we'll have more Marvel films after this is over with. I'm sure that, you know, they got phase, whatever they're on. Um, but the fact that, you know, we started with Iron Man, that was the first film that really kicked off the actual Marvel universe, the cinematic, cinematic universe. And now we have him at the very beginning of this saying, yeah, I'm going to die here. So yeah. I thought that was kind of a nice little bookend, you know, definitely had to start with him sort of putting that out there. And I wonder if that's how, I mean, right. I'm guessing we'll find out why he's in that spaceship, why he's floating out there. Because he was not doing that at the no, end of the last and, film. So. And th- that's something else that I was going to bring up. I was like, I mean, it's been since the movie came out mm-hmm. that I've, I've last seen it. And I'm trying to remember. I was like, how was it that we last left him? I don't yeah. recall him being yeah, was, in a spaceship. He was so, on Titan. He and Because he, Doctor Strange had disappeared and Spider-Man had disappeared. Yeah. He and I think most of the Guardians had disappeared. So him and a couple other yeah. heroes were still on Titan. Um I think it was him and Nebula were the only two that were left. Yeah, yeah. it could very well be, yeah. Oh, no, Neb- Nebula, yeah, yeah, she yeah. was still around. Yep. I think more. Well, cause um, we, yeah, we saw her in the trailer right, very briefly. Yeah. She was walking and she rubs her hand yeah. across something. Well, but now, was that Nebula? I almost thought, I thought that it was. was. See, I almost thought that was the uh, warrior lady from Wakanda when I saw it. I might have to go back well, and see Well, they're both that bald. Oh, they're both bald, exactly. That's, that's why it's confusing. But I thought for a minute, I was like, I think that's, I thought when I saw it, it was the warrior lady because, you know, she was there when Black Panther disintegrated. Right. So I don't know. No, I thought it was, I thought it was it Nebula, be Nebula because you see that hand and it's yeah. like that bluish it may, hand. It may very well be. Um, did, did, did you guys happen to notice that they imply that Shuri is somehow missing as well? Mm. I didn't. When they show the pictures, they show Scott Lang, then they show, um, Peter Parker, and then the, the the image flips to Shuri as well. Oh, I didn't They're catch that. They're implying that Shuri didn't survive the snap, although at the end of Infinity War, she did. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's uh, just kind of a fake-out on the Russo brothers' part, or if there's something else that's going on with that character. Yeah, but they show, um, they show Ant-Man there, but then we see him later. Yeah. So right. but, we don't but know from... necessarily then what the context of those pictures are. Well... If if a few years have gone by, yeah. you're assuming that they don't know that that Scott Lang is in the quantum realm. They think he's just gone in the Phantom Zone, <laughs> right? Yeah, but but they know like so as they're taking into account all the people that are missing, she has been counted as one of them, and I think that's kind of strange. Mm. I understand why they think Scott Lang is missing because he's been shrunken down, and we don't know where he is. Maybe she's. But that one was an interesting one. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she's just gone into hiding or something. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think that one's an interesting uh, little bit. Another little tidbit in here too. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed this or not, but we see that Captain America is going back to his um, Winter Soldier era suit, mm-hmm. the stealth suit. Yeah, we, we, uh, that's actually one of the other things that we mentioned <laughs> before we came up here to get on air. We did notice that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's, uh, cause w- it was interesting to see, like, in, 
Infinity War, anything post Civil War, the color has kind of slowly drained out of Cap's suit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the more kind of cynical and jaded he's become, or the more of an outlaw he's become, the more the colors run out of his suit. And now we're seeing kind of a return to that older era. I think the symbolism there is really interesting. Uh, the the looking at the Peggy Carter in the locket, yeah. I think is interesting because the last time he did that was before he crashed the plane and mm-hmm. in, in the first Captain America film. Yeah. So there's a lot of little details like that that I really like. There's actually two more details that I want to talk about as well. Okay. Uh, and they, they kind of both come at the end. One is a really big one where they put the release date up there and you'll notice the movie's not in May anymore. The movie's been bumped up to April, which I think is interesting because that's what happened with Infinity War. So officially we now are in April. So April is going to have Avengers Endgame. It's going to likely have the first Star Wars Episode Nine trailer because we have uh, Star Wars Celebration in April. Mm-hmm. And then we also have Game of Thrones in April. So April is going to be loaded. What was the exact date in April? It doesn't say the exact date, but initially, mm-hmm. um, I think they had been targeting May 3rd as the release date uh, for this film. And now they're saying April. Last year when they had infinity war they bumped it up by a week i think it was like april you know 27th to 30th or something like that so they bumped it up a week i assume here they're doing the same thing there was something and i want to say it was avengers and i don't remember there was something that was supposed to be coming out in march because i was like oh i'm gonna be in croatia when this comes out um Captain Marvel comes out in March. Maybe it was Captain yeah, Marvel. That. Yeah. That's what it was. Captain Marvel. Yeah, she comes out on International Women's Day. Oh, oh that's awesome. Um no, we will yeah. be in Croatia when Captain Marvel comes out and potential in April. Um Ed and I will either be in Italy, Poland, Hungary, or Bulgaria mm. for awesome. the Avengers movie. So that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 when will you guys be in Sarkovia? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Probably somewhere around um when we leave Bulgaria, mm. I think. Or they have to rebuild the amphitheater there. Yeah, and after we're in Bulgaria, we're in Serbia, so and so it might be somewhere around there. Um, but no, we've, we've already determined that no matter what, there's a group of us that are going to try and go to the midnight showing of Avengers mm-hmm. right when it comes out. We have no idea what language it will be in, if there will be <laughs> subtitles. We don't know, but we will be there. Yes. So one more thing that I wanted to talk about, and then I want to talk about a couple of other things with regards to the marketing, but with regards to this teaser, one of the other things I think is a really cool little missable detail, doesn't really tell us anything, but when the Avengers A logo appears on the screen, I don't know if you noticed the the way the graphics were done, but at the beginning of the trailer, the Marvel logo is swept away into dust. Yes, I did notice that. At the end of the trailer... All the disparate pieces come back together to form the Avengers A. Oh, that's nice. So the idea being that, that I guess the, the purpose of this movie is going to be to, to put those pieces back together again. So it's a very clear bit of, uh, symbolism there in that logo. I thought that was very well done. Like Humpty Dumpty. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So one of the things I thought was kind of interesting about this, about why they had to put the Captain Marvel trailer out before this Endgame trailer, Mm -hmm. is that in case Captain Marvel popped up in here, it would make kind of some sort of chronological sense. Yeah, nothing. That seems to be completely irrelevant. Yeah, no, we we speculated too hard on that one, because, I mean, nothing. I mean, we were... 
obviously assuming she's going to be part of the movie because we see her logo in that little mm-hmm. end scene um, with Nick Fury. But yeah, no, no sign of her at all in this trailer. Right. I mean, I feel like I feel like she's in good position to maybe be the one who helps Tony Stark. Mm. Right. Huh. You know, there's. I feel like Tony's got some options there. I don't think he's just going to die of asphyxiation five minutes into the film. Right. I think he'll. I think he'll have an out. <laughs> and I think Captain Marvel would actually be a really great, um, great companion for Tony at a certain point in the film. Yeah, that would be interesting. But the other, the other kind of interesting piece of this, as we get into this giant marketing blitz that's starting to happen, is there's another trailer coming, I believe, tomorrow, and that is Spider-Man: Far From Home. So we're going to see marketing for a Spider-Man movie when Spider-Man is, air quotes, dead. Well, yeah, and that was one of the things <laughs> that when I saw Infinity War at the end of it, I wasn't as affected by it that some people were because of these, you know, these these deaths that happened. Because I knew there was a Spider-Man movie coming out. It's like, no, I... I mean, yes, his, his, his scene was, you know, I don't want to go and he fades away. Yeah, that was moving, but I'm like, yeah, no, there's another movie. He's coming back somehow. So none of this means anything to me. Mm-hmm. I get that. But if you're like an 11 year old kid, know, but I'm not. Spider-Man just died in front of you. <laughs> I know. You know, like, like we're cynical and jaded because we know about like movie marketing and we know there's like a six month window and a three month window and they do all that stuff. But like for those kids out there that like, I think about when I was old enough to, to uh, young enough to have those kind of impressions made on me by films. I feel like if you're a young kid, that is just the gut punch of all gut punches. Spider-Man of all. Cause, cause his, uh, his scene was particularly so well done. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he, the thing that I thought was really cool about his, this is awful to say, the thing I thought was really cool about his death scene <laughs> was that he was the only one that, that sensed it because of his spite, his spidey senses. Yeah. He was the only one that knew something was happening and that he just kind of felt weird and I don't want to go. That was, that was pretty intense. Yeah, and I guess my question is like, I mean, this is not from any kind of story perspective or anything like that. This would just be from a marketing perspective. How the hell do you market this movie? I don't know. Like, it's so hard. It's so difficult because you really can't do anything without spoiling. Yeah. Some, in some aspect, in some realm, spoiling Avengers Endgame, you know? Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I guess. I will have some sort of an idea in 24 hours. <laughs> and that that stinger that we get on this uh, trailer with Scott Lang showing up, uh, what do you guys think? Do you guys think this is uh, several years later? Is this in the immediate aftermath? Is that old footage? What were your original, what, what, what were your kind of original thoughts on how that ties in? I think there had to have been some passage of time. I really do, because he even says, yeah, I, I met you guys a couple years ago. You know, I don't, I don't remember, I don't know exactly how, what the passage of time was between Civil War and Infinity War. Um, but he, you know, he says a couple years ago, but I don't, I, I then again, too, I don't know what his concept of time is mm-hmm. in the, 
quantum slash phantom zone. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I think that's part of it, too. I will say this. The van is the same van from the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I did notice that as well. Ed, what about you? Where do you, where do you think this fits in on the uh, the timeline here? What do you think's going on there? I don't know. I I I, I kind of believe like you do. I kind of would like to see this a little longer time. I don't want to see this uh, personally. If I was going to write the script, which they didn't ask me to do, but if I was going <laughs> to, uh, you know, it'd be a little time afterwards, not immediately after the last film, and we get a sense of what the world is like now that half of every living thing in the universe has been obliterated is just no longer exists you know that's got to have a major impact on just the earth if you're talking about that you know half the people are gone all of a sudden so yeah i would like to see that i'm gonna say i think there's gonna be a bit of a a time i think there's maybe been a mourning period when people are gone and people are dealing with that and maybe we see a little bit of people trying to get back to their normal lives um and not just necessarily the heroes but just earth and normal people as well and we might see right. part of what we might see Captain America crying about is the fact that this is what Earth is like now. This is what normal is like now. This is what the world is like. Um, so, you know, I, I'm hoping that it's going to be a few years later. And it seems to sort of lead you to that. So I don't think this is going to be immediately after the last film. How many years? I don't think it's going to be that many years, maybe a couple of years. Mm. Um, just enough time for it to all sort of everybody get over the morning grief period and start turning this into this is our new normal um and going on from there that that's kind of that's the sense i got from seeing this this teaser trailer and of course there'll be another one i'm sure so it may my perception may change entirely when i see that um so but yeah i i sort of feel like it's there's there's a certain passage of time we see from this this teaser trailer and based on kind of what you've seen from this trailer and everything else in the mcu and then based on your kind of knowledge of Marvel Comics, what do you think right now is the most likely way that they're going to try to undo some of this? What is the most mm. likely path? Mm, my goodness. If you had to predict it. Wow. That's, uh, <laughs> I, I, I personally believe that, and, and like Carrie said, because there was so much publicity and uh, hullabaloo about Chris Evans' shooting his last scene as Captain America. Captain America is going to go out in a blaze of glory mm. somehow. Um, I definitely think there will be some sort of reconciliation between Steve Rogers and Tony Stark. Mm. Um, I think mm-hmm. they will, since they are sort of the linchpins, even more than Thor or anybody else, they are kind of like the main building blocks of the of the uh, Marvel Universe. I think they will have to sort of get together, and it will be the two of them working together that have to make everything right. How it's going to happen, I don't know. Does somebody get a hold of the Infinity Gauntlet and unwish this <laughs> happening? I mean, you know, turning back time. You've got the time, Jim. You could do that. Yeah. Um, is there some sort of caveat where we know that that Doctor Strange can become a spirit version? That's in the comics. That also happened in his film. So is he still around as a spirit? Is he going to show up as just his spirit form, mm. his astral mm, form? I didn't even and, think about that. And be sort of a guide um Almost like an Obi Wan <laughs> spirit <laughs> saying, you know, uh, use the force, Tony. Um, you know, stuff like that. So is that going to show up? I yeah. can't say that wouldn't happen. So you know, he could he could be the one who sort of gives them to the wisdom what they need to do if they can't get a hold of the Infinity Gauntlet. Um, so yeah, I mean, best I remember in the comic, it was almost like they weren't able to defeat Thanos because he did have basically he was a basically omnipotent. 
Um, they basically sort right. of reasoned with him and talked him into stopping what he was doing. Hmm. So that might be a part of it. Maybe they say, look, you know, you've done this, but has it really improved everything? It might be less of a battle royale and more of a uh, a debate. I know yeah. it sounds kind of anticlimactic mm. to be in this film, be a big debate, but you know, then that could, that could be a, a, a part of it at the end. And there may be a whole thing I about think, how Gamora. I mean, he he sacrificed Gamora to continue on with his plan. There may be that's true. <coughs> excuse me. There may be a piece where they appeal to that emotion to him. So, and I don't know there's I think there's a lot of ways they can go with this. I think one thing that they did kind of tee up here, uh, just the way this trailer is cut together, is that somehow maybe the quantum realm factors into this. Because you have this missing character, thought dead, uh, you know, he was in the quantum realm the whole time, then he shows up at the end of the trailer and kind of provides this little wow moment for, for Cap and for Black Widow, and it makes me wonder, you know, you're, you're saving that as the stinger for your trailer, what's the importance of Ant-Man mm. in, in this film? Right. Yeah. But the logistics of that, I have no idea. And I think that's going to be one of the exciting things. All right. So do you guys have any other thoughts on the trailer for Avengers Endgame? No, not at all. I I mean, we're, we're left with questions and we're just going to have to wait until we, you know, get another trailer yeah. until we see the movie. And they've, they've done a really good job in, in doing just that and giving us a tease, wetting our appetite and and recapturing that feeling and that emotion from you know that we were left with at yeah. the end of Infinity War to bring us to this one, this mm. end game. Yeah. And and one of the lines that Black Widow says is that this is going to work. And Kenner says it has to because I don't want to do if, if I'm not I don't know what we're gonna do if this doesn't work. What is this? <laughs> yeah. What is this are they talking about? Yeah, true. So yeah, I think yeah. I thought it was a really good trailer in the fact that it's there's like getting a good trailer, it almost leaves you with more questions than it than it leaves you with answers. I agree, yeah. and I hope you've had a good time with us today. Thank you so much. Had, I appreciate great you, having you. You having me and asking me and doing this. And Carrie said, "Hey, do you want to do the podcast?" And I said, "Yeah, of course, sure. If you don't mind having me." So, yeah, thank y'all for having me. I appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, come back anytime. We'd love You're to have very you. Very kind. All right, so you guys have heard our thoughts on the trailer for Avengers Endgame. It's actually weird saying the name of the, of the film now that we have the title. Uh, but we'd like to hear your thoughts as well, so hit us up on Facebook and Twitter at NerdFlixChill. You can also check us out on iTunes and Stitcher, and if you are listening on one of those platforms, throw us a five-star review. As always, you can find all of our new episodes at LRMOnline.com. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Until next time, may the Force be with you, because the night is dark and full of terrors.